on your marks. It's Jet Set and Go on SAFM. The Jet Set Breakfast with Michelle Constant, 7 to 10 a.m. Well, we hope you're feeling that glory. John Legend, of course, as the very first of our Big Fat Juicy, and that's the choice of the JSB crew. A beautiful track for sure. Don't forget, you're welcome to send in your choice songs as we go along. The songs, the Big Fat Juicies, that will make you feel like you want to raise your arms in there and say, good morning, Sunday in South Africa. And of course, uh, if you're listening across borders as well, you're welcome to say good morning. We often have someone uh, listening from Esotini, Lesotho, and uh, the choice goes on. So, talking of cross borders, the Africa Free Trade, Continental Free Trade Area is something that is worth talking to as AGOA comes to a close and came to a close last weekend. Now it's time for us to start thinking, what are the opportunities for trade, not just in South Africa and not just globally, but also continentally as well? So we've got Advocate Sipo Mantula. We love the man. He's on Stephen Krotis' show every day. Human rights lawyer and researcher, Tabo Mbeki African School on Public and International Affairs of UNISA, talking to us about what is the acceleration of the implementation of the African continental free trade area. Advocate Mantula Sipo, thank you so much for joining us on a Sunday. Thank you, Michelle. Thank you very much. Uh, refreshing morning to your listeners uh, and as well as uh, to all those who are listening across the borders because that's what this Africa continental free trade is all about. How do we share the message and even communication which mm. is out to the young people across, whether through the live streaming, whether through audio streaming, as we'll say, Bouquet, uh, DSTV, and catching us on our social media platform. Very important. But I think this is a very important topic you have chosen because this is actually the year of the Africa continental free trade under the AU since uh, the beginning of January 2023. So some people may not understand actually what the free trade area is yeah. for and how it could work. Explain it for our listeners. You know, for, 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 for the basic, Michelle, it is always in, important to go back to the history, even if I don't want to bore listeners with the dates, but it is important to understand that the independence of Africa was not based only on politics and culture. It was also economical. Mm. And that will date back to 1980, if I have to go back to Lagos. And now, if we move from Lagos, we move now to, uh, I, I will say, let's move to 2012 also in Addis Ababa and South Africa, where this mooting of trade to say the trade relations should also look at how do we use our local currency also in terms of trade. Secondly, on trade, there are issues of where they will tell you about the barriers. There will be, there'll be the high cost, you know, the uh, taxes, you know, in mm. terms of trade. There will be challenges also in terms of the health and the efficacy of your goods and products that you are exchanging also. So you need to also put human rights issues, you need to put the law in. So it is not easy. And for our listeners, as you were talking of Agoa, I was thinking of the BRICS Summit. Yeah. That yeah. we had a, recently, the 15th BRICS Summit, where we are talking of investment, trade, and now BRICS Plus, which is now more than 11 countries that yeah. we have to trade with. And then we have South Africa always going to what we call the G77, the G20. Yeah. 
Uh, and just recently, South Africa is where it's in Saudi Arabia. And there are trade issues there. So you ask yourself, Michelle, for our listeners' sake, I think the young people and women are the main beneficiaries of trade that the Africa continental free trade want to achieve, first of all, that women and children, uh, they should benefit. And mostly, I will say, in the sector of agriculture, in the sector of ICT, and information technology that they will say, which will include media, by the way, because sometimes I find very strange when we don't include media. And then you'll have financial technology and finally creative industry, which I think is also critical, not forgetting tourism and trade. So, you know, um, it's interesting that you raise the kind of um, the creative sector, because for me, that's something that I've been very interested with regard to the free trade area, is that here is a huge opportunity. And you mentioned women and young people, and we know that that is, in fact, the driving force uh, that has been driven through the mandate of the free trade area. Here's a huge opportunity. Do you think... uh, enough of our young people in the creative sector and our women as well are aware of what this opportunity could mean for them? You know, Michelle, I'm worried because remember we are reviewing something that came into implementation two years ago. So I'll say to you, maybe ask me that question eight years from now. (laughs) You know, honestly speaking, I've I've been looking at 2023 and 2033 that I must be alive, that I can still bear testimony to what Mm. we are talking about today, that in the creative sector, what we saw, COVID actually unmasked and exposed governments, whether in trade or in the arts and culture sector. We saw how COVID um, uh, put the lives of our creative industry into a, 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 a dark corner, a dark place where they, they now have to survive and fight for even survival. But also others will say, but no, Sipo, there was a new even technology of going online, streaming, you know. But others will say, but the creative sector is the soul of uh, what we call creative economy, which we have not defined. And I think for our listeners, they need to understand who is the secretariat, who's leading this yeah, African he's South African, actually. He's a South African, one man. And this is a young person who's been leading it from Ghana. So Ghana also it is hosting us. And Ghana and Rwanda, as well as I think is Kenya, they've been exchanging now. They've already implemented Africa Free Trade because I think your key question was saying, acceleration and implementation because michelle i think we have spoken a lot in this country and we are we are now seeing the impact of what you call informal trade in our own townships having health risks so you ask yourself how do we enter into africa continental free trade when we have people who still want to export produce things are very uh, uh, what you can say dangerous for human consumption so those are the issues that they go on what we call dispute settlement within the uh, Africa continental free trade, within the BRICS, within Agoa. Agoa, my only worry with it, you see, it was when they wanted to import the GMO chickens to this country at some point during the time of Obama. So just, <laughs> you know, so that just, was what, just yeah. for clarity, Sipo, so we, it, it, the free trade area brings together 55 countries of the African yeah, Union. That's correct, eh? And then, no, no, correct, Michelle. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But maybe quickly to listeners, for you to have a, this trade agreement to be in, in force, it took more than five to six years for countries to sign and ratify. Yeah. And I will tell you, the big brothers who were delaying to sign, you will know, South Africa, <laughs> Nigeria. They were delaying. So we have almost six years we have signed. And that's why I wanted to say to you, popularization of this trade agreement is both the work of 
Diruko, public uh, affairs, diplomacy, as well as trade and industry and competition, and arts and culture, because we see the international trade mission, as we talk now, there's a Biennale in Luanda. And this Biennale in Luanda, it will be focusing on issues of trade, issues of conflicts in Africa, because even if you can talk about trade, Michelle, and even uh, investment, tourism, all these things, Michelle, but if you don't address human rights, peace and security, it will be in vain because you need this aspect. Health issues that I've mentioned earlier, uh, issues of financial security, that we don't end up have accusations of some of the uh, trading agreements supporting armed, armed groups or what we call financial uh, illicit flows also money going out of the country but we don't see the value of it so sipo we need to go to a spot break but uh, when we come back uh, let's we'll close off on this because i am interested in if we look at the way forward and what some of the pacts are or agreements are between countries with regards to the free trade area the Jet Set Breakfast on SAFM, destination unknown. Shifting a lens on the world that we live in here on SAFM. And uh, we're talking about the African continental free trade area. And it's an exciting opportunity. And as Sipo Mantula, our guest advocate, Sipo Mantula says, it's actually only been in operation for two years. If we think about a goer, if we think about bricks, those are global opportunities but this is an opportunity which is closer to home and uh, as uh, Sipo also noted the Secretary General of uh, ACFA is in fact the uh, South African Wamkela Mnele young young gentleman and really super smart I mean always interesting to listen to him talk and see what he has to say Uh, Sipo as I mentioned in closing what are some of the agreements or I suppose one could call it um, it's a pact, but it needs to talk, as you mentioned quite correctly, to a lot more than just trade. It needs to talk to uh, an agreement on, on in relation to poverty, in relation to human rights, and to much, much more yeah. as well. No, correctly. But remember, Michelle, all these trade pacts globally and everywhere, they are always reusing the word, we want to reduce poverty, we want to create employment. Now, in the creative sector, which I want to focus, we have also... The value chain on Absolutely. the ladder that one of 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 our own is been trying to work with Zambia. Uh, this is Tando Songwave, one of the South African who has been passionate about Africa continental free trade, saying, "But if you want to integrate Africa, Michelle, economically, you have to begin with culture. Meaning, yeah. you have to." You have to start with what we are saying. The creative sector will look at what you will say is the uh, ornaments, is the uh, artifacts, is the paintings. Music, when you have exchange music festivals between member uh, states, there is economic trade in terms Mm. of uh, people flying in accommodation, trade, uh, tourism. So there's a lot that people can benefit. The media, how do we exchange media amongst the free trade areas but as i said to you there are many few countries who are even benefiting i think south africa lately now you have this new company that has been doing a lot of work from even south africa i think over this weekend president was launching something around it there and and he was using the way that at least the africa free trade will allow us now to go beyond the the country because south africa becomes a destination 
for continental free trade. But within the SADC also it is important, Michelle. I think yeah. what I might not have touched and this SSR morning that, as well. Yeah. I mean, yeah, you have more than eight regional bodies in Africa that have to do trade corporations, just from the north, from the Arabs, to East Africa, to West Africa, to SADC, and also SADC. I mm. think you have what you call SACU. And that's where I said our trade ministry, our foreign affairs, our different ministries in government, our small media enterprise, which I did not touch today, a township economy. How do you deal with it in terms of investment and trade? Mm. How does it benefit from this continental free trade? Because I find sometimes uh, technocrats, diplomats, when they go to the summit, Michelle, it's just a, what I call developmental tourism for me. Mm. They just, just visit there, and when they come back, they hardly can come and report back to us to say, as South African young people, women, academics, what is the benefit? The other aspect is education also, Michelle, skills transfer. In a trade relation, we must always know that there must be a skill transfer. There must always be equal status. There must not be this bullying of that we are giving you this, you must now abide. Because yeah. that's what Agoa has done. That's what BRICS countries uh, will be doing in the future because we cannot run away. China, Russia is making a lot of money with India. Brazil, South Africa are still having their challenges, but there will always be challenges, Michelle, I think for our listeners to know that there are always risk mitigations in any trade relations. You yeah. cannot run away from that. Corruption will creep in along the way when you have trade. Uh, cyber crime will come in. Hacking will come in. Uh, fake news will come in on trade relations. So those are the issues that we must never forget. That when you talk of trade relations in Africa or in the globe, Africans have to be aware also that we are not becoming part of the agenda. Yeah. We also take decisions in all this aspect. I will not run away from the foreign debt that many African countries are facing because we are borrowing a lot of money in Europe when mm. actually we could be working on to what we call made in Africa, made in Azania. Let's leave it at that. Advocate Sipo Mantula uh, is a researcher at the Tabo Mbeki African School on Public and International Affairs. And uh, I do think that uh, we're going to talk a lot about the African continental free trade area. It is such a huge opportunity. And as Sipo rightly says, how we look at it with regards to the creative sector is something that completely intrigues me. I'm just thinking of Tandis Womazwai. She's just returned recently from, I can't even remember which country, but she has just returned from uh, performing uh, I'm drawing a blank here, but the fact that she is doing that, that in itself is a growth point for all of us as well.